All right. Now, before we get started, I was inspired by the live stream episodes uh, that have aired so far. We're taping this on Wednesday night. So I just listened to the energy drink sampler. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I I used to never drink any energy drinks. Then I got into the rock, not the rock star, the monster white can. That's the zero calorie mm-hmm. white can. And that was because of mainly Kate Bergstrom. That's her flavor of choice, I think. And I like it, actually. But um, I really wanted to try the one that tastes like orange drink. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is that right? flavor called? It's um, it's the Rehab Re... There's a, there are multiple ones that have that name. It's Recovery. Mm-hmm. It was the Rockstar Recovery. I, I couldn't find that one, though, but I ran into a 7-Eleven near my show earlier, and I grabbed the orange can of Rockstar Pure Zero Mandarin Orange. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this is the same one. So let me just... Uh, I'm going to do this right now before we start. I thought that it was it was non-carbonated. Maybe. The one they were talked about, it was non-carbonated because I, I, was, working, I was interested. Nick, they had to shake it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a shady 7-Eleven, you know, with limited <laughs> because... supply, but this was the closest I could get. So let me just try it again. Because okay. it's been a long day and it's 11 p.m. Yeah. and we're just starting, so. That's what I was actually interested in it if it wasn't carbonated because that's the like 50 percent of why i don't like sodas i don't like carbonation oh there's that audio texture you need this for the recap when you get to whatever day it's carbonated and awful yeah (laughs) (laughs) hold on let me it tastes like a sweet tart explosion sweet tart explosion is the name of my punk band it's actually not so bad after the second sip. <clears throat> All right. Let's get into this. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Linwood, Washington, in the Linwood Studios. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good evening, Christy. Hello. And in the Stick of Butter Studios, finally back in her home state of Minnesota, it's Ann Lundholm. Good evening, Ann. Good evening, Bobby. Thank God. You made it. I don't mean to disparage Seattle because it was lovely, but boy, home sweet home. <laughs> also, I was out of underwear. <laughs> Did you, you just gave up? You didn't try to do laundry? You just tried to stick it out? I offered. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, but... and you were smart because you packed, what, two or three extra pair? Like you should. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember when I told Anne as we were packing up the Airbnb how excited I was. That I had worn everything in my suitcase except my emergency socks, my emergency underwear, and my Buffalo Bills winter hat, which meant it wasn't too cold. (laughs) That's a successful trip. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get into a little LRB business on this, uh, I should say, very special edition Friday of the show. Um, If you couldn't tell, uh, the three of us were all at the 10th anniversary show and related events, and we're just going to talk a little bit about our experiences with that and some of your experiences with that, uh, mainly ours, because that's what we actually know about. 
<laughs> we're going to do that, and uh, then we'll start recapping the live stream episodes like we normally would on Monday. For now, we're going to do a little bit of LRB business, followed by a rundown of how the days went around the live event, followed by a special segment of Christy Has Questions uh, for me and Anne and for herself, followed by housekeeping and how you can get involved with the show. And why don't you get us started with a little bit of uh, LRB business? Well, we don't have too much business today, but uh, one very important thing is that we have a Jam Tracker update. Uh, we received several donations. I forget who it was it that um, said, hey, everybody, LRB put together this thing at the brewery and maybe we could kick in a donation or two. Um, but several people did, and that was so lovely of them. So I want to thank uh, Candy Schroeder. I met Candy, and she's very cool. She's officially my favorite person named Candy now. <laughs> 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 Which is funny to anyone who knows me. <laughs> uh, also, I want to thank Linda Critchfield, Kathy Clapp, Farron Shear and Robin DeGrassi James, who all kicked a little money our way, and it was so appreciated. Um, let me see. I actually updated the Jam Tracker spreadsheet, and we are sitting Excuse at. Excuse me, what, Anne? The Jam Tracker spreadsheet. Thank you. <laughs> I've been traveling all day, Bobby. Um, and we are currently sitting at the ability to get out of 11 and a half, if you round up jams per person on lrb uh it's worth noting though that we got out of a lot of jams at optimism <laughs> that's true i i don't have the debit side of the ledger here <laughs> or you mean we got into additions yeah <laughs> yeah we got ourselves into and out of a lot of jams right. and optimism <laughs> more on that in a few minutes but um uh thank you for all of you who managed to find that post in the middle of the tire fire that was the Steads page this week. <laughs> um, oh, and goodness. and I'll just say, if you like what we're doing and you enjoyed coming out to optimism, we will not be upset if you throw us a few bucks at the website, uh, because that's what that, that's the kind of stuff we like to do with the jam money is, is further the goal of curing world loneliness and uh, global mm -hmm. loneliness. And one of the ways we did that was by forcing Optimism Brewing to carve out a corner of the restaurant for us on their anniversary. <laughs> or use Indeed. our Amazon link. That's a good yeah. way too. Also true. And you're going to spend that money anyway. So, mm -hmm. yep. Send a little bit of it our way. Why don't yeah. you? Um, moving on to business, we don't usually do throw your phone moments really on the Friday shows, but we did get one from Farron and I said to you guys before we started, if you make a donation to the show, your throw your phone moment is damn well getting read. <laughs> so Farron says, okay, I know it's a week late, but the part of, quote, longest running Cobro, unquote, that needs to be explained is 1000% not longest running or co. <laughs> Pretty much anyone gets why those parts are normal words you would use in that context. <laughs> That was great, yeah. but I don't know. Then what are we explaining, Farron? Just bro? Well, do we need to explain this at all? We do need to explain bro, I think, because and and the funny thing is, it's the one thing they didn't explain out of all of that, which is <laughs> mm -hmm. they're not bros. They think they're bros. They sort of they sort of uh, lampoon broishness 
but they're both far too nerdy to be actual bros. I so this time you thought this all this time you guys thought that it was like bros like what up bro like that because I thought it meant more like they're more like brothers and then that's why Luke says my actual brother. Like black mm-hmm. guys? Like <laughs> this is my brother? No, like brother from another mother. <laughs> no, I I agree but when when you say bro you know, bro is a thing. It's like the bro app, bro. He broed yeah. Andrew, and Andrew broed him. <laughs> well, it just rhymes with co. <laughs> the other part of this, another angle that we could take it down was that thing where Andrew said that he wanted his nickname to be Cobra. <laughs> and then I think it was shortly after that yes. that we got to Cobro. We could explain right. mm-hmm. that. Uh, well, they tried. I know. I, well, they tried for the first three minutes of that show, <laughs> right. and then they just abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> As Meredith said on the recap, they explained like three inside jokes, and then that was it. Right. As long as we're throwing phones for a moment, may I share a throw your phone moment of my own because of that episode? Please, please. They did not. Epi- they didn't number that episode. Mm. And I get why they wouldn't number that episode because it's an evergreen episode. But because they didn't number it, it has now thrown off the numbering of all future shows by one. And that's going to screw up the archive, too. Right. That's going to matter to no one except us, really, mainly. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. Also, if you're not going to number it, so it's not an official show, then don't put it in the feed as a Wednesday Mm -hmm. or Thursday show Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. You don't get to pass it it off as a normal episode. Bonus show or something. (laughs) This is like before the 2000s, didn't they put out like a really short show to be able to make it the number? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and they had yeah an emergency car show. Mm -hmm. I archived that. And I remember getting really confused as to (laughs) how to label that in the archive. Uh, So, yeah. How dare you guys, bros, (laughs) for messing up my run sheets? I think the practical angle on that is when Luke's off and Andrew hosts the show when he sits in the big boy chair, doesn't he have that little robot algorithm thing that tells him what the show number is? Oh, it's going to be completely blown now. Is Uh it actually that or does he just put in a robot voice and type in the number? Oh, wow. I I don't know, Christy. (laughs) So many questions. It's a... Theater of the mind. You just destroyed it. <laughs> Way to pull back the curtain. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. So with that, we should get into the day. And I, I labeled this section the day, and I didn't have a really great name for it. But it's not really just the day. It's not just Saturday we should talk about. We should talk about starting at our 9 experiences. PM. Right, starting at 9 p.m. on Friday night. So um, I flew in Friday morning. Uh, Christy, you live there and <laughs> do you and you got in before me and we met at the airport uh for people who don't know Anne and i along with um with ellen middaw and tiara taylor were the the co-ed airbnb that was much celebrated <laughs> the four coolest and let kids me tell the you show. it was wild yep. there were multiple kinds of chocolate there was brunches <laughs> yeah Snacks. there was diet coke yeah. <laughs> There was four people sitting around listening to the live show. Yep. Did you listen to it loud or on your separate headphones? Loud. Okay. 
Yeah, we listen to it as a group experience, which is weird because uh, when when I'm home alone, I listen to TBTL through a Bluetooth speaker. Mm -hmm. But when Sam comes home, I immediately pause it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever want to feel like I'm imposing on her with it. Now, the cat, she's stuck with it. But I... I always just pause it immediately. And then if Sam sticks, like maybe if Sam's in the other room doing something and I'm in the kitchen puttering, I'll, I'll put it on sort of quietly. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I swear. It's just that I don't, you know, there's, there, it's not subject an entry to point. other people to it. I've, I've, right, right. I've thought about making her listen to the, uh, uh, the, uh, evergreen show. If we're in the car on a road trip or something, I'll put on an episode. Um, if you do that, can you take a picture of her and send it to me? you're really pushing for that uh you should put a bounty out give give people like 10 bucks for each one what's it worth to you to get them to come host tbtl and limwood i don't know i just think that this whole contest not a contest thing this is just rife with opportunities for cheating isn't it it yeah of course it is that's why i'm kind of i'm 90 percent not into it um, 10% of me always wants to win. Um, so mm-hmm. the 90% is like, people are going to have bullshit pictures of like their babies listening to it or like just because they're controlling the picture, right? They don't even have to actually download it or listen. Right. Well, because you can't, it's not they're not going to make you post a one hour video or a 36 minute video of your person listening yeah. to it from end to end. I mean, I'm not saying there's any better way to do it. It's just that. It just feels like there's not enough rules for me, is basically. Yeah. Hey, cousin, uh, could you please just hold up a copy of today's paper while right. I point this gun at you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and also your iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I was thinking of um, a few years ago when Walmart had that contest to get Pitbull to come to a Walmart. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, internet yeah. decided to send him to Kodiak, Alaska. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking is that maybe we pick someone and we just throw all of our support towards them. This is a good idea. I really mm. like this. We need somebody in a really far flung place. Now, I don't know what the uh, if there are geographic limitations. So can we send them out to, to Shivetta? Can we send them out to Germany? Well, so the thing I thought was interesting is that Nick Army said that he would let them record in Disney World. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I can't imagine how there wouldn't be some issue I know. with that. I would don't there? Know. Recording from behind Nick's station, surreptitiously. Yeah. Re- recording from a hotel room. Well, I'm just saying that anyone who offers that I can come and listen, I will definitely throw all my support behind you. (laughs) (laughs) But it would be great if you live or work somewhere awesome. Right. And off the beaten path and weird where we can go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if anyone has suggestions, I would love to hear because I haven't recruited anyone yet. Yeah, but let's put the weight of LRB behind a good option. I have 30 to 35 people at work that I could all get to listen to this episode you're gonna hold their Lacroix and snacks hostage uh, until they listen yeah i would <laughs> if it meant i got to go to disney world yeah <laughs> hey shit snacks washing hands is mandatory until you listen <laughs> until to you listen to this then you're on you're on your own go ahead uh where did you listen christy or did you listen friday night so that's a funny story 
I started and I'm like, I am going to stay up. And I, and I wanted to call in. So I was like, I'm going to stay up and I'm going to call in at like two 30. Cause I figured that's like kind of still too early for East coast people and pretty middle of the night for West coast people. So I'm going to definitely stay up and listen. And I think I fell asleep 10 minutes later. listening to monday's show i'm like oh wow this is all new to me (laughs) but then i somehow set an alarm or maybe jeremy set it for me at 2 30 in the morning it went off and i said oh hell no i'm not gonna be up and then we have this new internet activated robot furnace do you know these nest or something yes (laughs) i also have a nest it has decided that because it has a mind of its own that we want our temperature to be 70 in the middle of the night. Um, And first of all, that's rich people temperature and 70 downstairs means that it's like 75 to 78 upstairs. So I couldn't sleep. I couldn't get back to sleep after my alarm went off. So I went downstairs and I started listening at like 2:45 until four or five in the morning. Um, so I just was sitting on my couch. Did it make you hungry for Jack in the Box? Because that was prime Jack in the Box. It was. So, um, I offered through Twitter, because I live, I live like blocks away from a 24 hour, an actual 24 hour one. And I was maybe at that time of the night, 10 minutes away from them. So I was tweeting them, Hey guys, tell me your order and I can be there in 10 minutes. And since they all quit Twitter just in time for the live show, right, <laughs> they didn't. Right. Um, they they didn't answer. I could have had had it delivered to them. What you got to do, Christy, is you got to send a Facebook message to Carrie, and then no. she can deliver no. the message. Oh, I no, <laughs> that was appalling. <laughs> Yes, it was, wasn't it? Oh my it? gosh, yes. Unless it was someone who donated to our jam phone, then, then you can do whatever it. you want. we love it. It was an excellent idea. Yeah. Although, who knows how long they would have gone with the phone lines turned off if somebody hadn't done yeah. that. So, it yeah. may have been a good thing after all. <laughs> um, I had the thought, you know, just I'm only a few episodes in now. I mean, I clearly, we listened Friday night. I, I got a decent amount of sleep Friday night, and I think you did too. And we both mm-hmm. got up fairly early and started listening because we wanted to hear Phyllis um on saturday but you know they could do a call-in show once a month and i don't think it would get old yep. oh just, no yep just a couple hours of because they really it reminds me of the the what are you doing here mm-hmm. segment which is another one that i think that we should steal and just start doing mm-hmm. as friday shows well, cause they because they only did like one of them right so we need to find a dairy <laughs> farmer yeah Get him or her on our show. They also did the guy who made Elvis a personator right. costume. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. super interesting. Uh, but the calls were all so good. And so, I was yeah. surprised that more people weren't just nervous and hung up because I feel like that's what I might have done the first time. Yeah. Um, so but- should I should I use this opportunity to talk about the calling? Or- yes, okay. because I yeah. want to know how many times you ended up Ugh. trying because I know the Bye. count got really up there. I'll tell you that your iPhone maxes out at 200 count, so I don't actually know. Um, so here's where my strategy went wrong. There was a delay. It was sometimes it was about five minutes and sometimes it went up to about 10 to 20 minutes in, in the height of like really bad um, reception. So they would say, we're opening up the lines and it would already be too late. Right. Once you heard it. So I just kept waiting because I wanted to hear it. So when you're calling and you have it on your speaker, 
you can't, and you start dialing, you don't hear the show anymore because, you know, obviously you're dialing your phone now. So, um, I, I would wait until they said it and start calling. And then Ryan, how do you say it? Lando, Landau, Landice. Landice. When he got in the second time, I messed it on Facebook and I was like, I, what is happening? You just have luck. And he's like, and he, how he said it, I'm like, oh, I'm treating this wrong. I don't wait for them to say it. I treat it like it's a radio contest. I'm really good at radio contests. So I just, I just abandoned listening to the show altogether and just tried calling in. And I, if I added up, it was probably, it's over 400, over 400 calls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Goodness. Um, I did not try Friday night, but on Saturday, I started trying while we were all sitting around listening Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. because I had something I wanted to deploy, a, a, a callback to an earlier day of TBTL um, with a certain TV theme song performed by a certain cat. Uh, and I did not end up doing that, but I did try for a while. And my trick was I have my phone sitting on my lap and we were listening through the laptop. Okay, yeah. And I was ready at a moment's notice to both pause the live stream and start playing that certain theme song back to back. So we kept listening off the laptop while I was dialing with my phone. Smart. But yeah, you had to like, I would listen to the conversation start to wane on a topic and I would think this might be a time when they're going to start throwing Mm -hmm. to the phones soon. So that's the, yeah. And that's where you go wrong. You can't wait for them to even have a lull because that could have been 10 minutes ago. Right. So you right. just once I once I figured that out and just was like fastest finger keep it going then that's when I got through, but but even then once someone gets to my um, my call on the whatever episode it's gonna be I don't know how they're cutting it up or anything is that there was such a delay I couldn't really hear what they were saying. Hmm. It would it would go from like you know when you're on just one of those calls where someone talks and then it and then they fast forward. And then you're all of a sudden talking over each other. That was happening. Yeah, that happens with us recording the show right. sometimes On Zen- too. So it was basically like a Zencaster call. Right. The there's the- another peek behind the curtain, guys. We use a web service called Zencaster. If no you e. want to start your own podcast in different cities, e. yeah. No, no e. This is this <laughs> no. is the internet. Mm-hmm. Zencaster. Zencaster. It's uh, it's the best free service we found, and that it's the only free service we found. And it most of the time works. <laughs> I have asked other podcasts what they use, and I find out they're all also using Zencaster. And it has its issues. The slowest internet kind of pulls everything down, and and it has this robot-y effect where the slowest person has a robot voice, and then all of a sudden they speed up to catch up with it, and that is the call. And then there were so many of them in the van at the time, and they were laughing, so it was hard to, like, Mm -hmm. distinguish what they were actually saying. I wondered if... When they were streaming music, it seemed like it would get a little janky, or I wondered if there was a bandwidth issue. We don't have to go this far into tech talk, okay. though. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you were trying to get through that and you were disappointed that you didn't, that that could be the reason, is that right. the 10 to 20 minute delay. And also, you didn't sit there and dial 400 times like a weirdo. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, I only dialed 169 times. <laughs> but I, I was rapid filing, sure. dialing, and hanging up. Yeah, I know. How dare you have a life and like go to brunch and like 
spend time with your friends. <laughs> hey, Glow, we didn't even have expectations for Glow. We went there because it was close, not because it was legendary, but man, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, one other tech thing before we go on to Saturday. Christy, you did something right around 9 o'clock on Friday that set the world on oh, fire. Oh, Bobby. Um, so as some people know, some maybe you don't, I'm an admin for the Stens page. Um, there's a few of us. but so, And Facebook is a little strange in that some you could make three comments and one of them gets caught for moderation. No rhyme or reason why that happens. Just does. Um, so I started getting notifications and I go in and there would be five, five notifications. I would clear those. I was just pretty much letting everything go, clear those in, go get notifications. 10. Everybody was super excited, which I totally understand, excited for it to start. And then basically live commenting on what was happening by nine Oh five. I couldn't take it any longer. And I just took off, took off all moderation for it. Mediation, moderation, whatever it moderation. is. Moderation. I, I, and I just posted and said, "It's off. Do your worst." And it and was. Boy, did they. People and showed boy. up. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and it. I then I decided Saturday, of course, let it go. Sunday, people are still kind of riding this high. And by today, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I'll be honestly with the things people are posting. <laughs> Now, now we have to make a decision. The admins, we all have to like have a little meeting, admin meeting, and make a decision whether we're going to keep it off forever or put it back on. Well, John Takamoto, if you're listening, <laughs> let's talk. I'm also an admin on the Stens page, but only to the service of posting LRB stuff. Mm-hmm. Um if there's a backup of posts or people trying to join the page, and a lot of people joined the page this week too because of the live show, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Um, I I will go in and just approve most things, and then if I have a question, I flag them to Christy. If you're going to request to join, you need to answer the question. It's really simple. It's not hard. Even just put something funny. Don't put anything. Just we we get so much spam because we are such an active big group that yep. spammers try to get in there all the time and sell us sunglasses so um we need you to answer those questions Mm -hmm. um it makes mike so happy when you do (laughs) i also enjoy and i enjoy the fact that there's not one right answer there's so many different things you can write that let us know that you're human it's good um so just to peek behind the curtain um jeremy and john takamoto are let's turn it off everybody's awesome um, and Mike and I are like, nope, these people need restrictions. So um, we're going to probably have to have pros and cons and figure it out. I'm the swing vote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't care. 98% of everyone on the Stens page is amazing. And then there's just a couple of people here and there who don't scroll back and post something that's been posted four times already or post something and they just write, this reminded me of TBTL and it has nothing to do with anything. No, no. Or they treat the mm-hmm. stents page like their personal wall right. because they want more attention right, right. than they'll get if they post it on their personal wall. Um, so. Well, and I'm not saying people are bad. It's just the the thing that you said about multiple posts. So if if there's a story, if hot dogs are in the news, we're going to get five of those. Guaranteed, maybe more. And the problem is that the first one comes up and people, there's a lively conversation in the comments. The second one goes up. Now that's higher. 
and people start to comment on that. And it, it's more fun if we have one thread about this hot dog story and then a bunch of comments that all stay the same because then it's a more lively conversation. The jokes right. are flowing. It's just better. Well, if it was Reddit, the people who don't follow the etiquette would be doxxed by now. Right. <laughs> and, you know, swatted or mm-hmm. forced to eat Tide Pods. I don't know what the kids are doing now. But... I don't know how Reddit works. <laughs> All I know is they would be punished by the internet, uh, but the the Facebook being the suburbs of the internet, things are a lot more lay, you know, laid back and lax. Uh, so yeah, the Stens page. Um, Christy's the one who lit the fire, let you all fuel it. So congratulations. <laughs> Let's get to Saturday. Um, many of you joined us at Optimism uh, Brewing on Saturday afternoon. Thank you so much for coming. The turnout was not only like the right number of people. But it was the right mm-hmm. people. Everyone else who didn't come, you're whatever. We don't. You're dead to us. But the oh. people who came <laughs> was so much fun. It was such a great combination of people I'd never met before, and people who we knew, and people bringing their friends and family members. There's like a high quotient of tens mm-hmm. who have related tens. That's cool. Um, and we got some junk food and brought it in, and other people brought a bunch of food, and Dana brought donuts, and. Um, it was the camaraderie was perfect and people were sort of moving around the table going from section to section a lot of introductions were happening um it was such a perfect um tbtl meeting uh coming together i really I, i'm sorry if i didn't talk to anyone more or maybe i talked to some people too long but um i i enjoyed meeting everyone it was an overwhelming joy to me mm-hmm. i made a a resolve that i was going to try and talk to everybody now i am not as much of a glad hander as you are bobby so it's it's hard for me to be like running around i tend to get overwhelmed and kind of park myself in one spot but i was like okay i'm at least going to introduce myself and after i don't know 45 minutes that just went out the window because there were so many people there that i was like i don't know but uh, everybody that i did talk to uh, i really liked i had a great time yeah though um one thing so we've had an event at optimism before i've been there a few times and it's normally very quiet and you can have lots of conversations and so we had thought even with their party that we would because their party ended at four and ours started at 3 30 that we would be able to play the live show we brought bluetooth um, speakers we brought recording equipment because we had this big plan to record a show like we had done with the austin meetup and then it was super loud and it seemed to get louder and louder, mm-hmm. which I don't like because then it kind of overwhelms me and we feel like I'm shouting at people and can't hear that well with like background music like that. So um, besides that, everything was great. And I think as mentioned mm-hmm. on TBTL during the live stream and at some point this week, 90% of the time people are just pretending to be able to hear other people in those kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely me. So if I just gave you a head nod and said, yeah, yeah, that was probably me not being able to hear you. And right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Same with me. Or just like a smile and nod. That's my go-to. Yeah. And Christy, you should give a peek behind the curtain. Uh, it seems to be the catchphrase of this whole thing. Uh, so we had to reserve that table, which is something mm-hmm. we've not had to do at Optimism before just because it was so busy. And we essentially prepaid for, was it 90 beers? Yeah. So you have to reserve for a minimum three hours and you have to say how many people are going to be at their table. So if we said 10, we'd get a table for 10. So I said 30 so that we could have 
space because I figured that 20 to 30 is what would show up. I think, and didn't we think that it was maybe 50 that actually showed up? Yeah, yeah. it seemed somewhere around there. At one there. point we were like, oh, like 35 and then more people are just in line and then then I just lost count. Um, So you had to say how many your party was going to be and then you had to pay for one beer for each person in the party for every hour and their beers are like 625 and so we had to do 30 to 90 beers for the for that yeah. whole time and we came pretty close we, right we had a hundred dollars left on the table that we had to give up oh i know oh, which is no. what do we figure like 16 beers 10 it's not too bad Mm-hmm. I tried to get yeah. everyone to, but the line was really long still, and people wanted to go to the show, or else we would have, right. we would have got sure. that done. So if you drank a beer for free, or multiple beers for free, or you just came and hung out, know that that was made possible thanks to the Jam Fund. So mm-hmm. thank anyone you know who gave us dollars uh, to get us out of some jams, mm-hmm. because that really, that's where that went. <laughs> we were glad to do it. <laughs> Um, and also, they did a nice job giving us one table that was sort of in a corner so we could kind mm-hmm. of monopolize that space. Yeah. We sure. ended up with more yep. space than we would have gotten anywhere else. And we had all kind of decided, mean, because we could have done it different ways where we charged people $10 to come in or whatever to recoup. But we all decided we didn't want to have to, like Bobby said, be cashiers or deal with Venmo right. or something. And I just didn't want to be bothered during the time, you know? Right. And when you invite people to a party and they show up, then you're not like, well, that will be $10, please. Right. Right. It's a party. Um, Yeah, it was our party that we threw. So we're not charging our guests. Right. Uh, The hot Cheetos, those came out of my pocket. So if you had some hot Cheetos, you're welcome. Uh, and then we all headed over to the show. Some of us lifted in groups. Some of us uh, hoofed it the 0.6 mile or whatever over to rebar and got in line and um, I'm going to be the first to say it despite the fact that rebar was tiny and they probably could have sold 600 tickets if they had done it at the Neptune or something. um, I was, and, and I was lucky we got in early and so we got good seats. Um, I was genuinely surprised at how comfortable the venue was. And I was generally impressed with the staff. The bartenders were flying. They were super friendly. Um, I didn't have to stand, so I feel bad for people who did. But um, Right. It, if you were one of those people that was like at the back of the room, crowded in the doorway, sort of standing, that may not have been as good an experience. Or if you had to go to the bathroom at any time. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't even. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I have to say, just from my perspective... It could have been a lot worse. I was actually quite pleasantly surprised with how that whole thing was set up and run. Now, again, I wish more people could have come. Mm -hmm. Um, I know more people wanted to, and and it would have been nice to to celebrate with a bigger crowd. But for what it was, it was a very different vibe than the 2000th episode. And uh, I, I very much enjoyed the setup and the show. And, of course, the show was excellently produced because Jen did it. (laughs) Right. Right. I would say that my one major criticism other than the lack of space was that we had to get out of there so yeah. fast. So it yeah. didn't leave very much time at all for mingling and talking. I know there were lots of people there that didn't come to Optimism that I maybe would have wanted to meet. But just we were like, OK, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. The goth show's coming in. Yeah, there were people in the black in black hoodies in the back just like. 
peeking at us and then <laughs> slinking away and then peeking at us again and slinking away. They clearly wanted to get in and set up. Well, and another thing is that we stood in line. It was very cold, rainy. So so some people say <laughs> very cold. Well, it was cold for Seattle standing outside. And they let us in and then you had to like run to a seat because there was very limited seats. And that wasn't conducive to actually talking to people. And then almost right away, the show starts. Yep. So there wasn't that time to mingle, like you yeah. said, if if you hadn't come to the brewery. Well, and it was funny that there wasn't even a backstage. So the van got there and they all just spilled into the right. emergency exit near the sound guy. Mm-hmm. And I saw Andrew walk in and just look confused. Yeah. Um, and they all just sort of fell in that way and then made their way to the stage. Yeah, there was no, no pomp and circumstance. Mm-mm. to that that's for sure um i enjoyed the proximity to the stage though and being a little bit closer and being a little simpler you know when we were at the 2000th episode there was there were sound issues because they had to be mic'd up more heavy duty and because it was on the radio and because it was on the radio but it was all very distant you know this was this was great it was just unfortunate that it was so small right i did manage to get one drink and the drinks were well priced well-priced meaning cheap? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was surprised. I, could, I don't remember what my whiskey was, but I remember not being mad about it. The This <laughs> venue felt more like the Austin show because they were so close to us and then afterwards just kind of hopped off the stage and hung out, which I wish mm-hmm. that they had more opportunity here. I mean, some people traveled great distances to come and have never been to a live show. We'll probably never get to come to another one again. And they maybe didn't even get to talk to these people. Yeah. You know, it just felt mm-hmm. not cool. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I won't tell anyone else how to live their best life. But for me, going to these events is all about seeing you guys. And by you guys, I mean the two of you and the other group in the LRB world and our friends. And to meet other like-minded people with TBTL because I love... I love going to Optimism and I love going to karaoke and and running into people and seeing the town get taken over by us a little bit. And it's always nice walking to an event where you have dozens of people who share a same passion as you. It's the ice is already broken and you know you can trust them. They're good people. And um, that's my thing with TBTL. So like Mm -hmm. I don't I've, I've given up desire on going to get to see Luke and Andrew and those people. I know mm. they're going to be too busy. Right. I just, right. I go for the, for the fellow fans at that point. Yeah. And so that makes it a lot easier just releasing desire on that. If you go with the expectation that I'm finally going to get to introduce myself to Luke and we're going to have a long conversation and he's going to get to know who I am as a mm-hmm. person. I mean, there have been some events where that's happened, but uh, I, I would say at these shows, it's like, um, I think, I compared it the first time I ever met Luke, which was just a post Livewire tens meetup in the Twin Cities. I said I felt like I was on The Bachelor because everybody there was like waiting and watching for the two of them. Right. And then like as soon as they entered, it became this immediate sort of jockeying for position. And mm-hmm. I want to talk to them and I want to talk to them. And um, and for this event, well, there was just no time and no space to do any of that. Right. Yeah. And plus, I'm not the kind of person that's going to elbow myself in there and get my time. So, yeah, I I definitely look at it as like, what did you say, Bobby? Like 20% about seeing the show and 80% about 
seeing all the other tens and our friends. That's my my percentages. Yep. Mm -hmm. For sure. And then Luke gets whisked away on a helicopter after making out with two (laughs) listeners at once. (laughs) And and that's why I've been to that's how I feel that I've been to so many of these shows and I live here. So I just (laughs) that I just don't even stand in the Luke line that definitely forms um, to get all like get his eye contact and do a little wave. And that's enough. I, mm-hmm. I, because I want everybody to be able to have that time and that experience with him. Um, right. Yeah. I don't need it. And I would say that, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, of course you are also somebody that he knows very well and, you know, personally contacts and would probably consider a friend. So your relationship to him is a little bit different. And I'm certainly, I'm not criticizing anybody who wants to come and get their chance mm-hmm. to meet Luke and Andrew. I'm just saying that you might have to temper those expectations somewhat Right. Or just think that there are literally another 199 people or I guess 213 other people that want that same opportunity. And maybe we share a little bit. You'd be like the crazy Santa on the Christmas story. You say that you want a BB gun and then you move on. Like you just, hi, I'm this person. Thanks for what you do. Awesome. Cool. You don't need to tell them all about your family and get 500 selfies and tell him how you know what I mean like send an email that he won't read mm-hmm. <laughs> but just remember well. like we, <laughs> we have about 30 minutes to get everyone through honestly there are cooler people to meet there too I'm always yeah. impressed at the never-ending supply of awesome tens who have cool jobs or life things mm-hmm. or like I met Chris O'Leary a few weeks ago I mentioned it on the show because I was in New York for work and he was there and we met up with a couple other tens and got beers. And I'm not saying that they weren't also cool, but I'm I'm calling out Chris because he also was at the live show and he had just come down from a beer tasting and uh, an event in Anchorage. And he was Whoa. just like stopping over in Seattle on his way back home to see the show. And I saw him for about 10 seconds and shook his hand. Also, you guys talked to him more than I did, but a listener who will be on our show soon uh, and has some interesting uh, insight on some of the Amazon purchases that we had questions about. Yeah, was there? Yeah, it was great. I was thinking to myself today, Christy, that you better be on that show because if ever there was a time <laughs> sure. for Christy has questions, oh, that would be so it. many questions. <laughs> so, I mean, I just find so much joy in those people, and we'll get into that more during Christy has questions because one of your questions is about people we met. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the place where I did the most bonding with people who I'd never met before was at karaoke. So mm-hmm. let's transition to that and say, first of all, thank you to Marcy, who yes. stepped up big time as a 10 in the wild, making this happen by pre-booking almost all the rooms in SBK and taking it on herself to make that possible so we could all just come and go and get sort of drunk or more than a little t mm-hmm. as some of us did, um, while screaming 90s alt-rock songs and pop songs at the top of our lungs in these various little scuzzy rooms. And um, do one of you want to explain for people who weren't there what the atmosphere is like oh, at SBK? I, I would love to. Um, <laughs> and Anne can help me. So Anne and I don't drink. So we had mm-hmm. a very clear-headed perspective of what was going on. I have a question for you guys. Was SBK like you imagined it to be? I don't know that I had any preconceived notions. I didn't really... I mean, I've never been to like a private karaoke facility 
Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what to expect at all. I mean, I guess it was a little grubby, but that's not totally unexpected. Yeah. What did you think, Bobby? It was a little less standardized mm-hmm. than I was expecting. Like, it's totally just a converted set of office rooms right. or <laughs> massage parlor rooms yeah, or something. something. But um, every room's a little bit different. Like, the colors aren't all the same. The furniture's a little bit different. One of them has, like, weird sauna-style wooden benches in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all just like somebody took uh, a small conference room and furnished it with like scrap furniture from apartments mm-hmm. and offices. So right. it's a weird combination of like audience chairs, conference room chairs, a random coffee table, and then a computer in the corner and a TV on the wall and some speakers on the wall. Yep. And none of it is particularly festive or decorated. It just is what it is. And then they dim the lights and turn on one $12 strobe multi-light thing. And I know because I own a couple from the <laughs> weddings I've DJed. Um, so there was the big room. Um, that's the one Bobby spent most of his time in. And I called that the frat house because it <laughs> looked and smelled like a frat house. It definitely was moist. Like I think there was some kind of thing dripping from the walls. Um, that was condensation from sweat. I'm I sure. definitely could get drunk off the fumes. I think Jeremy said he wondered if it counted as a relapse when he went in there um, because it was so, so much. Here's here's part of the problem with that, though. That room is where everyone put down their booze because right. so a little more context here. SBK does not sell alcohol. Marcy also kindly got the group booze license so that we wouldn't get in trouble. Um, there's a mini mart down the there's street. There's a mini mart a block away, which I walked into well, you and Jeremy were in line, Christy, mm-hmm. and I looked at Jeremy and I said, hey, it's that mini mart that's claimed to fame as being a block over from SBK. <laughs> and Jeremy just looks at me stone faced and goes, that's not nice. <laughs> and then the guy behind the counter looks at me like I've just said something mean. He didn't hear me, but all he knows is that Jeremy is judging me. And now I'm the asshole who's just like, I want to buy my alcohol, please. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> so everybody's got their beer and their boxes of wine and their and their bottles of wine. And, and candy. And, the, and candy, right, and junk food. <laughs> and this is the first room that opened up. So everybody's coming in and bringing all their beer and dropping it there. Well, so like the coffee table's covered in beer. Bobby, and the floor's covered I do in have beers. to sharpshoot you in that that wasn't the first room. The first room was the blue room, which definitely a murder has happened in that room. All right, yeah, that's the sauna room. <laughs> yes, the sauna benches. It was really weird how it was set up. It just felt kind of creepy, right, mm-hmm. Anne? Am mm-hmm. I wrong in this? I don't think I went in there. Oh Lord, there! It looked like a kill room. Like, it, like Dexter was in there at one point, murdering people. Um, so there was that, and and then the frat house, and then there was this back room, which, um, Jen. So Jen came. And and she dubbed that, what did she call it? Girl power. Girl power room. So it was mm-hmm. mostly females. The There was one amazing singer. I don't know what his name was. And I don't know where he uh, came Oren, from. Oren, I think. Oren. I think his name okay. was Oren. He was an amazing singer. He was in there. And Jason was in there. Um, yeah, so it was that was awesome. A lot of Taylor Swift. Some Dolly yeah. was happening. A lot uh, of awesome. My- my dolly moment i walked in so at one point i had migrated out of the frat room and i had brought uh the the sort of most of my six pack of some ipa i don't remember and i brought it into that room to share 
you know what it was? Because first thing in that room, Camaro Kev was in that room. And I had brought my beers with me and I'd handed him a beer while he was singing. And so I'm in this room and then I left and then I came back and it had transformed into the girl power room since then. (laughs) And Jen's doing nine to five and it just wraps up as I'm walking in. And then she starts giving a little speech about how the me too movement is everyone and feminism is everyone. And then she looks at that guy Oren and points mm-hmm. at him and goes, and that includes you. And then she spins around to the door and points at me and goes, and that includes you. <laughs> and I was honored. And then I was just like, I'm just here to get my beer. He's from the frat house. And then we all said, uh-huh. <laughs> then there was a room in the middle that I never once walked into that I I call the butt rock room because it was all like 80s, 90s, screamy butt rock. Oh, yeah, that was loud. And then there was one room. I mean, I think that we could have just gone down to four rooms instead of five. There was a room that was mostly empty. That one or two people. It was trancy, though. There were people in there just kind of like swaying along to the music all night. Yeah, except for Jeremy sang me a karaoke song there. I didn't even know that he sang. And he had actual dance moves. So that was was really interesting. Would, Would you like to share what the song was? Do you know what the name of it is? I did not witness this, but oh. I hear tell it was Mambo number five. Oh, I walked into that. No, this was he saying a song. Um, Enrique Iglesias Hero or something. <laughs> now, I wish I'd witnessed that. And he also sang Apple Bottom Jeans song and was like, oh, my goodness, definitely on his knees, like doing some kind of crazy thrusting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, who is this person? So, how's oh that? God. I don't think that, how do we say it? Senji? Shinji. Shinji. I don't think he knew what he was getting into. Um, this was very I think interesting. It was, I, I honestly just think it was another night in Shinji's life. I mean, <laughs> more networking from room to room, but he and his um, staff person, yeah. I don't know, the woman who was running around kind mm-hmm. of. Cleaning so when we and... first got there, yeah, she walked me over to the laptop in the, in the in the frat room and sat me down. Like she pointed at the chair, made me sit, and she was like, "I will teach you the computer." And she made me learn how to use it through her instructions. And then she left the room, and I stood up and said, "You got this, guys. It's Google. <laughs> it's, it's a search engine. Yeah. You'll be fine." Push enter. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he probably just sees this in some form every night. This is his life. He's living the dream. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. So then we should also say that besides Andrew, every of the TBTL players made an appearance. Yes. Right. Andrew was nowhere to be seen, which we're okay with. Well, also, he told me as he was like rushing around, he's like, I don't mean to be rude. I'm the only one cleaning the van. And I was like, got it. Right. Understood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. I also, like I've explained to people is he was keeping the show running like he was producing it he was making sure they were on time he he had that so he had more mental work to do and then also like try to be funny and keep on topic um so he's gonna be more tired than luke anyways because of that so well and and luke is also and i mean this in the most loving way luke is an attention whore right right he wants to be where the action is and he wants to get on it and be with the people and talk to them and do the thing. And Andrew's just not that way. It's just not natural for him to 
enjoy it as much as Luke does. Mm-hmm. So here's another thing is I was under the impression karaoke was three hours, 12 to one. What time did you leave, Bobby? Uh, one fifty-seven a.m. You did? I thought you left at 2. No. That I, is 2. I no, left like at 2.57. No, no, no. Oh. No, no, no. Okay. I left an hour after, just under an hour after Anne and Ellen kindly took the keys for me to walk back to the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And then stayed up so that I could be let in when I got back. Um, and I left at one fifty-seven because I knew that they were closing in three minutes and I didn't want to clean. So I left. You're a terrible person. It's actually, that's that, that was my story. That wasn't entirely true. I left because suddenly everyone in my room was like, I looked over at one minute they were singing and the next minute they were all hailing lifts. <laughs> so I, because I walked outside. The, you were in the with frat them. house. They're all terrible people. <laughs> Just a little heads up, by the way, in that room, I bonded with people who I'd never met before until that day. And it was Amy Ashton who designed the TBTL poster, mm-hmm. that amazing poster with the podcast. Yeah, she was cool. Festival, right. And then an indeterminate number of men who I think were all named Tyler. I'm not <laughs> sure. Like there was a lot of Tylers. It was Tyler heavy for sure. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I wanted to make a call out too. I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you're LRB listeners. Please friend me on Facebook if we were hanging out or shoot me a note or something. I want to get to know all of you better, but I'm really bad with names. Amy, I remembered because her name's literally on the poster, but everyone else, I just completely, I think you're all named Tyler. So I would love to just get an onslaught of friend requests from Tyler's. It would be great to hear from you. We, I feel like we bonded and I don't remember who you are because this is what happens when I finish my six pack and get into somebody's box of rain years. It was a lot of beer. I wasn't drunk. I was just tired from drinking a lot mm-hmm. of beer. <laughs> a fine distinction. It is very different. Trust me. And then walking back up that hill to the Airbnb, Jesus Christ. Um, um, I do want to say what my favorite part of karaoke was, is our own Anne singing a duet with Jen. That was my favorite part of the whole night. It was so fun. What did you sing? Oh, we sang uh, Don't Leave Me This Way by Thelma Houston. A good old disco tune. It was amazing. And, you know, this was my first time I ever met Jen. And I thought it might be the only opportunity that I have to meet her. And, um, like, I don't think of myself as particularly like a fangirl type. I try to sort of approach interactions like on a you're a normal person and I'm a normal person kind of level but um listening to Jen on TBTL really taught me a lot of things about myself and and I'll be a little sincere here and I think I shared this on an earlier LRB long ago but it really bears repeating for me is that I remember distinctly listening to the episode where they fried all the stuff in the studio (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that was such a great episode. And Jen was so stressed out. You could just hear it in her voice. And and Luke was no help. He was being all charming and hosty. <laughs> and Jen was getting frustrated with him that he wasn't helping her move things along. And she was worried, you know, because they got these deep fat fryers going. And she's got to be watching for commercials because Luke's not going to do it. And she's worried about cords falling in the fryers. And she's got all these listeners in the studio and you could tell that she was stressed out and she was frustrated and she was bossy and essentially she was behaving in all the ways that I was taught never to behave because if you're not 
polite and you're not compliant and you're not friendly and you ever show any irritation or anything, then people won't like you. But the thing was, I listened to Jen and I loved her for it. I loved hearing her get stressed mm-hmm. and kind of snippy at Luke. It just really endeared her to me. And I realized that all the tens loved her for, you know, it's a very Bridget Jones thing to say, but just as she is. And it really taught me an important lesson that it was okay to be myself. So really listening to Jen plus five years of therapy <laughs> has really <laughs> gotten me far down that road and so I didn't want to miss a chance to interact with her and at least say hello and I knew that I wouldn't be able to tell her those things because you know I mean the only person who cries more than me on this show is Mike Um, (laughs) but I did get a chance to talk to Jason for a long time and I thought it's always nice to hear somebody say nice things about your partner so I told him about uh, how much I admired her and then we had a really great conversation and then at some point Jen came back and she was like and let's sing do you know popular from wicked (laughs) and I was like no I don't but I got something that I think you'll know and uh, it was one of the better uh, times in my life I think it was really special to be able to sing with Jen and she is amazing at karaoke Mm -hmm. just outstanding and you know she's not like a super great singer she's got natural talent and a lot of enthusiasm but dance moves so perfect (laughs) yes it's so perfect for karaoke Mm -hmm. and she just had the whole room going and yeah she was doing different dances and she was getting people into it and it was just a joy and a pleasure to watch her and to get to sing with her so that was definitely one of the highlights for me yeah I agree and I mean I feel you you're um, much more articulate but I feel basically the same way about Jen and she taught me so much and even that night in our conversation she was telling me about a couple incidences and that had happened and um just her saying the things like and you know what I finally stood up for myself and said exactly what I needed and exactly what I wanted and I haven't been able to do that until now and I felt really proud of myself and I thought I need to start doing that we all do. Mm-hmm. We all need to start doing, especially mm-hmm. as women. We need to start <laughs> voicing what our wants and desires and needs are. We should. Yeah, me too. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still <laughs> still running high from <laughs> Jen calling me out. <laughs> yeah, you know, even one of the great things about Jen is that she always seemed to be so comfortable being herself, and she made no apologies for the way that she was like Luke used to give her so much shit about her music choices <laughs> all the time. Remember when they mm-hmm. did the defend your iPod yes. edition and he went after her for having Celine Dion on her iPod. And she was like, whatever she has a gorgeous voice and this is a beautiful song and I love it. She refused to be ashamed or try to back down off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that I have always most appreciated about her is it's just, there she is. She is who she is and she's not apologizing for it. And she's not going to try and, and make it better for other people. I mean, she is a caretaker, so she's going to try and make sure right. that everybody <laughs> has a good experience, but she's not going to, try and change who she is to suit other people and it's a a lesson that I've been working on for a long time so it is really inspiring to get to interact with a person who has uh, really showed me the uh, a new path that that I can be successful in 
and that was one of the my favorite things that I got to say to her is I said, Jen, I know you don't listen to TBTL, but I just want you to know Luke is now a Dolly fan. And she just looked at me like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and she just was like, after all these years. And I said, yep. Remember how much he made fun of you for liking old country? Guess what his favorite type of music is now? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Dolly and Waylon Jennings. All those guys. When he's not listening to the Peterson Trio. Right. <laughs> How far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> um, Christy. Yeah. You've got some questions for us. Yeah. So a little bit about Christy has questions. Award-winning, um, award-winning segment is um, I do this all the time. Anytime there's a big event like a wedding or a big party, my favorite part um, besides hanging out with people is the next day and getting to recap what happened the day before. Um, so these are like examples of some questions. I mean, I asked you guys this on Sunday. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We met up you on did. Sunday and I went around and asked everybody these questions. Um, so let's just do it on the air. Um, so the the first question is, who, and we can go in a round, I guess, who is your favorite person that you met at any of these events for the first time? Oh, no, this is a terrible question, Christy. <laughs> How can I single out one person from all the really nice people that I met? You it's have to tough. Pick it's really, really tough. Sophie's choice. Oh, uh, no. Uh, let's see. But I had good conversations with so many people. Let's see. Who did I meet? Well, I met Candy Schroeder. Mm-hmm. We mentioned her already. She was great. Mm-hmm. And then I met Danny from New Hampshire, who did get a call in on the live show. And I had fun talking to her. Um, we met, uh, Nace, who is a Wagoneer. What's up? Mm-hmm. Um, I met DJ, who I've seen around the Stents page uh, forever, and he was a total downer. He listened to the Takedown podcast, and I'd never had the chance to meet him before. And let's see. There's- Just a reminder, a total downer is the nickname for a a completist of that podcast. Yeah. It's not that DJ was a downer. Right. Oh, like, right. You were yes, being I rude. Wouldn't mean to imply, <laughs> right. I wouldn't mean to imply any such thing. Um, uh, Catherine Kachunas, who came from, I think, Ann Arbor. Ann, are you just mm-hmm. naming nuts right now? I might be. I'm trying <laughs> to get out of this. Um, Cheryl. I met Cheryl. Um, <laughs> so you're not going to um, make a decision. All right, Bobby. <laughs> this is really, really tough. Oh, wait. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I have to say something. And I know you said that it has to be the person that you met for the first time Mm -hmm. but i really did enjoy getting to catch up with uh jeremy's sister jessica okay who i met before but really only briefly and i didn't get a chance to talk to her for any length of time previously and so we had a nice conversation that i really enjoyed and she is super awesome yeah she's great yeah i will narrow it down as i talk as well uh you guys are the worst (laughs) you're uninvited to this game I, well, I have an honorable mention, which is that I have met Hillary before, and I'm assuming that you guys, you had met Hillary at the right. Austin show, if nothing else, right? Yes. Because it was on her home turf. But Hillary is the life of the party. Oh Wherever Hillary God. is, there is a party. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
and she was just such a delight. And so even though I had met her once before, I met her when I was down in Texas last summer on vacation and I had dinner with Mike and Emily and, and her. So, um, this was not my first time meeting her, but it was great to have her back. And in just that infusion of energy and quick wit, um, was really great. And I will skip my crew from the alleged frat room at the karaoke, (laughs) all of my Tyler's and Amy, they were great. And I'm so glad that I got to know them in the way that I did, not so much in talking, but in singing together and bonding that way. Um, but I will also say uh, Tiara Taylor. Um, yes. Who, speaking of quick wit and just being so sharp and funny. So um, Anne and Ellen and I had gone in on this Airbnb and then we found out that Taylor uh, Tiara was coming and we got her to come in and stay with us. And it was just so much. We'd never met her before. All mm-hmm. I knew is that she was the one who gave Andrew shit because she's a, Bra- uh, a, a Ravens fan. And the Ravens and the Browns are oh, that's her. natural enemies okay. in the way that and the hammer and nail with the Browns being the nail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she and Andrew have that relationship. And I thought she must be pretty quick if she's given Andrew all this shit. And she sure lived up to it. She was a blast hanging out with her and going to brunch and getting a bond um, in and out of these events with her was so much fun. And of course, Ellen's great too. And, you know, Ellen's been on the show, so I don't feel like that was meeting, but this was, she was great. So for my very new person, sort of an unexpected treat, getting to know Tiara, I'm going to say her. Awesome. Christy? Um, I'm sad that I didn't get to talk to her much. Oh, I introduced myself and then she kind of like hung out with a lot of people and then that was at Optimism and then I never saw her again. I don't know. Does she even come to karaoke? She was there for some of it. I think she she retired a little early okay. from karaoke. So I wish that I had more time with her. Um, let's see. So I'll just do two people because that's oh, the... sure. you fuck you give us <laughs> shit and then. <laughs> so the thing is that I've met almost everyone. That's that's what's hard about this question is that I've I've mm, I'm Christy Wise. <laughs> I know everyone. True. Okay. So one is. Amelia uh, Amelia and her 11 came and they live in Bellingham they came down and why I liked her is we figured out we had a mutual friend and then it came out that her husband is a firefighter and he had played the bagpipes in Jeremy's friend's funeral the weekend before so that was really cool getting to talk to them I know well I think that that there's a limited number of firefighter bagpipe players maybe (laughs) so thank god no offense (laughs) I I love the bagpipes at a funeral. Like it, it's pretty, pretty great. So, um, because that anytime there's a firefighter, um, funeral in Washington, he probably goes to that. So that was just like a really small Mm. world. They were really great. They, um, are best friends with one of my friends. So we like just really, really small world that way. So wait, a, a firefighter bagpiper, would you, could you call that a firepiper? Ooh. Well, I'd have to ask him. I'm not gonna let. I'm not okay. gonna sanction nicknames and let them do. <laughs> this is gonna be great until I check Urban Dictionary, and then it's gonna be. It's terrible. gonna tell. <laughs> so another person that I met for the first time that I've really enjoyed on the Stunts page, which is rare, <laughs> um, is Nick Nick Triano. Is that how you say it? Oh yeah. 
So he came in from Boston. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. We're we're both Bostons, though we hardly ever see one another here. It was nice to see him by flying all the way across the country. <laughs> so he was delightful. I didn't get to talk to him much, but I just someone posted a picture. Oh, it looks like it was Jack Taylor posted a picture of Nick Armies and Nick Triano together, and I just want to um, read some of the comments that came from this picture. We have Nick squared, Nick Nick times do do. There's a dime joke in there somewhere. If I had a nickel for every Nick I met, I'd have a dime. Two Nicks nicking it up. <laughs> double Nick, double Nick, 10. <laughs> so this was really great. Um, I don't know if they've met before, but that that seemed to be really fun. Yeah. And can I say that I love Nick Armies so much? After uh, the first time I met him was at the Legion show in St. Paul. And that was mm -hmm. one of the thing, the times where he didn't get a hotel room. He just came in okay. that morning and then was going to go and sleep at the airport. And I actually drove him to the airport. Aww. So we kind of bonded for that and had a good time. So now every time I see him, I had to give him a big hug and catch up. And not as much as I'd like, but he is so great. Yeah, he is great. Um, so next question. Who... Is your favorite TBTL personality that you interacted with? And no one can say Jen because duh. <laughs> I know. I kind of jumped the gun on that one it's a little bit. It's kind of a short list. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, personally, that can extend to David and um, Camaro mm -hmm. Kevin and the the Rodin, like any of those. A very formal Camaro Kevin. <laughs> That's what his mom calls him. <laughs> Only when he's bad. <laughs> Well, I guess I can start. I will give honorable mention to David from the basement because um, you mean he DTFB? was delightful. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't get much of a chance to talk to him, but uh, when I introduced myself to him, he said, oh, it's nice to finally meet you in person. And I thought was so sweet of him. He is uh, just adorable and lovely and has a really great head of hair, as Luke has been pointing out. <laughs> continually in the live shows um but i would say beyond david and beyond jen i got to have a good long talk with jason um and it's clear that you know jen is the one who loves the like partying and getting up mm -hmm. and doing the dancing and he's much more content to hang back and i totally uh, I recognized myself in that because I felt that vibe coming from him that I'm sure that I put off myself, which is like totally happy to be here, but not really my scene. Mm -hmm. And so I had a really good long conversation with him and we talked about a whole bunch of things and Danny from New Hampshire came and talked to us too. And he is so nice and so smart and so kind and clearly really thinks the world of Jen, obviously. Oh my gosh. And the way super he watches her, her is like what every girl dreams of. Like, you know, yep. he just smiles. <laughs> he claps along. He's just like, you get it. Like, he's all about her. And it's so cute how much he adores her. Mm -hmm. I just thought he was so nice that I really enjoyed uh, the conversation that I had with him, you know, half shouted right. in a mostly empty karaoke room. <laughs> Good answer, Ann. Bobby? I really was going to say Jen. Mom? Um, 
I'm going to say Jen, but Fine, I'm going to say you Jen. you can say Jen. Because I had a specific moment with Jen that's a bit of a humble brag, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I was as offended as Jen was, I think, when they picked her up in the Sprinter van and had nothing to celebrate her arrival. Except for land Jaegers. <laughs> right. Well, and they yeah, didn't they had get a rolling even fart out locker of, the, of meat. Even they didn't even get out to greet her. Right. And so it's Jen Andrews. You know, the appropriate thing is to have a bottle of wine or champagne or something ready. Mm-hmm. So before she got to SBK, when I went over and got my, my six pack while I was being stared at by the cashier who thought I had just insulted his business. Um, I also grabbed a bottle of Prosecco. And when Jen arrived, I presented it to her and I said, this is to make up for those dummies not having something for you in the van because they really should have. Mm -hmm. And she took it from me and she thanked me and she looked at me and she said, yes, they really should have. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And that made it so worth it. (laughs) And so I just, I don't know, I enjoyed that, that moment. so much um i'll allow it that that sort of made my (laughs) that got to be my gen experience i'm not above bribery to make those perfect moments that was (laughs) that was absolutely what i was hoping for it was elegantly done bobby well you know some some mini mart prosecco uh (laughs) honestly it was lamarca it's the brand that i prefer for prosecco i was surprised they had it so that made me happy um, mine, I mean, obviously Jen had long conversations with her and it was so great catching up with her, but second is Aaron Roden. And it was because for whatever reason, anytime he said something or I said something, he wanted to end it with a high five. And I thought that that was kind of funny and sweet. And as soon as he came in, I was like, Rodin, good to see you. You're up in uh, the blue room right now. And two songs later, you're in this room. And he looks at me like, "What? are you joking me? And I said, no, no, come on, you got to go. And he's like, and then he's like, stop fucking with me. <laughs> like he thought that I'd really put his name down or something. And even if I did, he's not like at gunpoint to actually sing the songs. He can just be like, no, I'm out. Like, <laughs> so that was that was fun. Can I give another honorable mention that I just yes. thought of? Was that none of us have talked about Luke coming to SBK. That's true. And I'm he and Carrie so did come. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not for very long, I don't think, but they did make an appearance. And I said hi to him. And, you know, I've said before that I'm pretty sure that he recognizes my face, mm-hmm. but that he doesn't remember my name. Okay. And so when I went to shake his hand, I said, yeah, I'm Anne Lundholm. And he says to me, I know that. And at this whole time, he's got, uh, we're shaking hands. Like he's, he held my hand in the handshake for like 10 to 15 seconds. It's because Anne was so, holding like, him up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you were his bloodline at that point. I know. And I said, I said, oh, I, I was sure you wouldn't remember my name. And he said, you're in the little red bandwagon. And I said, how would you know that? Because the last time I talked to you, I wasn't on the Little Red Bandwagon. He says, I talk to people. I know things. Interesting. (laughs) And so I don't know why I needed to be taught this lesson once again, that that's his Luke Burbank superpower. Mm -hmm. I mean, you said it, Christy. You are 100% right. I thought for sure he didn't remember my name. 
And he did. Well, and you carry a certain amount of celebrity, and this is yet another honorable mention. It's another David from the basement mention. I was I I was talking to how did this happen? I talked to both of you, and both of you wanted to talk to the other one (laughs) at some point. Mm -hmm. And I just have a vague memory of in the sort of lobby area of SBK interrupting both conversations that you were having with other people to push the two of you together because you both wanted to talk. And I just kept saying the two tallest people in the room have to talk. (laughs) (laughs) I may have been a few beers hit at this point. (laughs) I wish I had gotten to talk to David a little bit more. He's so great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always forget how tall he is too. Well, it was one cramped van ride for him. (laughs) That sort of thing never surprises me given uh, the height of my family members. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Christy, are your last question? Last question. What was your favorite part of the weekend being Friday when you landed until you got home? I guess Anne's was a little bit extended. Um, I do. How can I possibly make this Sophie's choice? Because this is really fun. You would like to let all of your children die. <laughs> i don't know bobby you go first well i don't know either christy loves asking hard questions i would say um first of all getting an empty middle seat on the flight out was pretty pretty amazing as people saw on instagram when i posted a picture of that seat with a heart drawn on it because uh it's a six hour flight coming from boston to seattle that was pretty amazing um I don't know. Well, I'll be emotional about it. Um, the The anniversary show itself, with the combination of Luke and Andrew and Jen and Sean, um, sort of brought together so much of what the show stands for and has been and is. And it's not the same show it was years ago. And we all know that. But the fact that the evolution of it is still bringing people together in different ways than it used to, I think that hit everyone. The combination of that and exhaustion and and just having to get out of that room. But you could tell when you could tell that almost everyone was about to cry when when doves, when words started playing at the end of the show. That was my favorite moment because everyone was just so enthralled and engaged and emotional about this. It's just a show. Like, look at what it's done. Um, that really hit me. It's just how special all this is. And so um, the energy in the room right that moment, only momentarily to be interrupted by the goth kids waiting to get in <laughs> at the door. <laughs> um, that that moment in time, I think, was my favorite moment. It's sort of an ethereal thing, right? It's not, it's not one exact thing that was said or one joke or meeting one person, but... That the energy in the room at the end of the show, when they had done it, they had succeeded. That that hit me. Yes, and you saw Luke start to get just a little bit emotional. Mm-hmm. Oh, he cried. And one of the things that I res- yeah, one of the things that I always respond to is emotion in other people. Mm-hmm. So then I started to cry. <laughs> he definitely was fighting the tear. I mean, I don't. It will come through a little bit on the recording, but his eyes were definitely wet. Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was raining on his face yeah, on that stage. For sure. <laughs> um, Anne? Well, I guess I'll say 
a moment that I already talked about, which was when I got to sing with Jen, because I didn't think that anything like that would ever happen. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't go into it with a plan of singing with her or necessarily even getting to have a meaningful interaction with her or even singing at the karaoke thing. And um, I do love to sing. People who listen know that. And um, there's something about singing with another person that is really very different from just singing by yourself. And it was a moment that I didn't expect and that I will treasure for a long time. Yep. That's why I had my friend, my phone had died and my friend showed up there and I was like, get your camera, take pictures of this (laughs) (laughs) so that we have photo evidence that it really happened. Um, It did. (laughs) Um, My favorite part was just getting to interact with everyone, Um, whether that was at Optimism or at karaoke and just wandering around and especially at the karaoke part, going into one room and, oh, this is fun and talk to people at um, little things. But also not just when Dove started, did I cry? And when Luke cried, I cried. When the song first started, the theme song first started, I cried. (laughs) It was a tear fest. I don't even actually remember <laughs> most of what they talked about during that live show. I just remember thinking, I can't believe this. It mm-hmm. made it 10 years. <laughs> like, And I just thought back to like, because someone had put on the stents page earlier in the week, like, how did you find it? And I loved reading everybody's stories, um, all the posts about why or how they found it. And that was really fun. And I just kept thinking back, like how I found found out about it and um, my first live event I went to and how I've been to every single one after that, it, it just is weird that that's 10 years of our life. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Christy, why don't you... I'm going to hijack housekeeping if that's okay. Got it. I'd put your name on it, but I'm going to take it. Okay. Um, Please change so, it for uh, the official record. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> housekeeping uh and i'm gonna take housekeeping because i'm gonna knock out all the stuff in the housekeeping section um we have merch we have an amazon link it's littlewebbandwagon.com slash amazon we have an archive you should talk to christy about it and do it because that's a good thing Mm -hmm. you should listen to earbuds and earworms um thank you for the jam fun supporters you can find all that at the website and uh you're our favorite thanks for enabling us to do the podcast and also create special moments around the moments and with this show being about that, I think that's something important to remember. We were talking about the nature of TBTL live shows and how it's about the people who come a lot more than it is about the show. And even in the early days, it seems like that was the driving force. It's about the before gathering and the after gathering. I'm not a big fan of the term pre-funk, but mm-hmm. it's about the pre-funk and the post thing and connecting with new people. And you help make that happen by supporting it. So thank you for, for helping pay for it and for coming to it and being a part of it and all the people who introduce themselves to us makes us feel very humble because that's ridiculous. We're just tens, <laughs> just mm-hmm. just people who like the show. We're just glad to be able to talk mm-hmm. about it. And also let us know if you want to come on and talk about it. Cause that's what we're here to do. I think that's the important part of the housekeeping for this episode. So I want to put the emphasis on that. Um, but Christy, tell us a little bit about the project. You put a note in the Stens page about it and on our page, I think um, you want people to leave us voicemails. Yes. 
So that was the show that got interrupted because it was way too loud, um, is that we had plans to go around and ask. I think you and Anne came up with this, right? Ask everybody. Why I'm not going to take credit for it. It was 90% Anne. Okay. Why is TBTL still around now, 10 years later? And we want to collect... and. And not don't everybody we get it the tens that's the reason but let's come up with different ones the more creative the better um, call into the voice line because mm-hmm. we want to make this show and come up with a list of the reasons and I think that'd be really cool and maybe forward it on to Luke and Andrew maybe they'll listen to it because it's all nice um, <laughs> but- sure I'll give I'll give a concrete example of what I was thinking of when mm-hmm. I was coming up with this idea and by the way I want one thing (laughs) i don't want you to be like well i love this and this and this and this this is you have to get down to this and make the choice on what you want to advocate for but the right the the one that i came up with and it's not necessarily even my number one but it's a thing that's going to go on the list and that was i said drops is that they play those drops in every show to start the show and then throughout the show. And it forms a point of connection for all of us and gives us a common language and uh, in jokes and makes us feel like part of a community. So that's kind of an example of the sort of things that we're looking for in that. Yep. So call us and leave a message and we want to do this show pretty soon. So there's only two of you that have left a message so far, so we need some more people to do that. Yeah, we probably should have done this earlier than 80 minutes into this show. <laughs> and if you if you're like freaked out about calling and leaving a voicemail, send us an email. I'll take emails too. Okay. Or a, a voice memo. I mean, we want to hear your voice. We don't have to, but you can record it and get it just the way you want it to sound, and then send yeah, record it, it on your phone. This is like if this, I believe, or StoryCorps wasn't terrible. <laughs> Sorry, NPR lovers, but God, I hate, I hate most of those segments. We actually care what you think about this, so I want to hear it. Um, you can make those voicemails. Call eight zero two four three two TBTL. That's eight zero two four three two eight two eight five. You can also find us at littlebrightbandwagon.com and throwyourphone.com, which is also good for hugs. Throw Your Phone just came in as we were recording from Amy Shepard, reminding the world that I owe the boss tens $40. Each. Thank you, Amy. Each. I know. Not each. Oh, oh, sorry. $40 cumulatively. And we are working on rectifying that. Boss tens, if you're hearing this right now, I posted in the page earlier today about getting together for an event. The first round of drinks and or pizzas or whatever is on me, whatever $40 worth of fun <laughs> looks like where we meet. So 90 beers. Bobby is going to buy 90 beers. 90 <laughs> awful cheap beers. Uh, Facebook, Stead's page is what it is. You can find us at Little Red Bandwagon on Facebook. The Twitter's LRB podcast. Email Little Red Bandwagon at gmail.com. And that voicemail line one more time, 802-432-8285. With that, Christy... Why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. And we say it every show, but Jen, we really do love you. I was hoping you'd take it this time. Nailed it.
can't stay. 